Are you trying to get started in the world of film and either feel a bit lost or just need to hear from someone who knows a bit more? Well, then you will love today's episode where I talk to Jenna all things about film photography. So let's get started. Welcome to the Leave Inspired Podcast with me, your host, Emily Denny. If you're a photographer, entrepreneur, small business owner, or creative looking for tons of tips, direction, and of course, inspiration when it comes to starting your business, then I'm so excited you're here and can't wait to share all I've learned. It definitely wasn't recording just now. Oh my I'm gosh, glad I noticed okay. that just now before we kept going into it. So I'll just Is it recording it. now? Because I just got yeah. a notification. Okay. It is now. Wait, 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 hold on. I don't know if you can hear me gulping or not, so. <laughs> I could for my hands. So. Okay, good. But welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad to have you here. Me and Jenna actually knew each other because I got to second shoot some of her weddings when I first moved to New York. So mm-hmm. that's where we, we actually even initially just were talking. She was one of the first people I even met in New York um, just beforehand because we were just running through what it looked like to shoot together, all that fun stuff. But thank you so much for coming, talking about film. I'm so excited to hear from you. And I just want to start by asking basically who you are, the kind of client you serve, how you even started photography. Yeah. Thank you, Emily, for having me. Absolutely. Um, I'm Jenna. I'm a formerly New York City based wedding photographer, um, now based in Portland, Maine, Um, but serving clients all over. Um, I usually describe my clients as like laid back people who want their day to be authentic, more about like their memories rather than putting on like a huge crazy event, Um, which I think you can relate to too with your client base. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, photography has been like a hobby of mine since I started high school and it's been like a nonstop passion ever since, um, when I got to college, I made it my minor and then like a little bit of a side business. And then after I graduated, I became super interested in weddings and started second shooting for like as many photographers as I could. I love that. And then you also just moved to Maine. You lived in New York for three Mm -hmm. years, right? Yeah, lived in New York for three years, um, and then we decided to move to Portland, Maine, um, and it's been really great so far. It's been an adjustment, but we really love it here. We love the city. We miss New York, but I get to come back a lot this year yeah, for you wedding. you come back a lot. <laughs> yeah, which and is we even, fun. We're going to get to do another wedding in May, yeah. so that's going to be yes. really fun, too, yeah. to see each yeah, other again. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. But yeah, and then how's that move been just in general? It's been good. It's been like a hard adjustment with any move, I think, just adjusting to a new place. Um, I mean, part of me misses New York a little, but I really love it here. And I'm excited to kind of grow my client base here, too. Have you already been able to do that a lot? Yeah, a little bit. It was hard because um, most of my 2022 was already booked. So anybody, yeah. yeah. So anybody reaching out was, <laughs> um, I was already booked, unfortunately. But I have a few in this area, um, which is exciting. I also serve the Boston area because it's pretty close by. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so... Boston's literally one of my favorite places. Me too. I love Boston. And I'm like, there's so many cool shooting spots. Yeah. And I'm sure you haven't got to experience it. Have you been in the summertime? So I actually lived there in the summertime. Um, once like, uh, one summer between college when I was interning there. So I interned there. I actually technically started my business there. I started doing portraits for college students there. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I love Boston. <laughs> yeah. Cause I initially, the first time I went to Boston was in the summertime mm-hmm. and there's just like so many like 
really like the greenery there is just so pretty and yeah. like obviously the beach in Massachusetts and then like just the vines that go up all mm-hmm. the like small cobble stone roads and yeah it, I just think it's so pretty in the summer so I was wondering if you had ever been in the summer because yeah. I know you kind of just <laughs> recently moved so it's all yeah. like everything's still kind of brown right now I don't know if it's yeah. like that currently but is it um, like blooming right now because I know New York is kind of in the start of getting green again yeah it kind of just started here too like the tree outside our apartment kind of just barely started blooming I feel like it's a little slower here but um yeah I'm excited oh that's so fun and then we're good to talk all about film today um oh also I wanted to ask you you just got engaged oh yeah and so was wondering how that's going too and wedding planning (laughs) and being a wedding photographer yeah it's been it's been amazing I mean it's been a slow process we haven't we've kind of put it on hold for now just because like I said like my 2022 is so crazy that we decided to wait until 2023 so we kind of just got the ball rolling on it but um yeah, it's weird being like in my client's shoes for once, for sure. It's so Um, crazy. And it's just, it's, I've seen so many different weddings that we kind of had a hard time deciding what we even wanted to do. Yeah. Um, But yeah, we're gonna do something pretty small um, in 2023 and most likely in Maine, but that's about as far as we've gotten, honestly. (laughs) Yeah. Have you already noticed things that you, because clearly we talk with clients and like couples and weddings all the time, but have you already started noticing things that you didn't even know before, like being engaged now that you like are in it, you're like, that looks so differently. Or like, even with photography, like expectations. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the only thing I've really spent time looking at is photographers. Um, because it's like, what's most important to me, of course. And I've just had such a hard time deciding who I want and like what kind of vibe I want. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been tricky. <laughs> yeah, no, I bet. That's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy to just like, yeah, be in your clients like shoes for the first time and actually yeah. experience what they're experiencing. Yeah, totally. Um, okay. And then we're going to talking all about film today. Cause you're, you were kind of my inspiration also at the beginning of film. Just, I know you are really like love it and are passionate about mm-hmm. it and even just added it into your sessions and weddings. Um, are you yeah. doing it both into your sessions and weddings? Yep. Yeah. Doing it in both um, just as an add-on. That's so cool. And that's yeah. definitely something I've even just started picking up. I just got mm-hmm. my first film camera in December. Mm-hmm. And so it's just been fun learning about it, but I'm excited to hear about it all from you. And yeah. so I just, one of the first starting off questions is how you got started in film and what even sparked that interest for you? Yeah. Um, I'll try to keep it short, but when <laughs> I was thinking Long about is okay too. <laughs> And I feel funny enough, I definitely got started in film through my obsession with Tumblr back in high school. No way. Oh, yeah. Um, And this was like 2012, 2013, when it was super popular, Tumblr. And it was when like Polaroids kind of started making their comeback, um, but still like the old refurbished ones and not like the new renovated ones yet. But um, I was seeing them all over Tumblr. I was obsessed with taking Tumblr photos. And I really wanted one. So I found one on eBay for like $30 and was taking it everywhere with me, taking photos of like my friends at concerts and hanging out and stuff. And then um, my dad found his old Polaroid in the attic and gave it to me. Um, So then I had both of those. And I think my parents kind of picked up on my 
camera obsession, but especially like vintage old camera obsession. Um, so my mom went looking through my grandmother's house and found a box with an old manual 35 millimeter camera, um, like cleaning out her house. And it was in perfect condition, like completely unused. And I was just absolutely like fascinated by it. It was so foreign to me and I had to do a lot of research to figure out how to use it, but I was in love with it. And um, I still use that camera actually to this day. Um, it's a great camera, but yeah, I, I went to college and kind of got busy with that. Um, and it wasn't until I took up photography as my minor in college that uh, we had to work in the dark room and I got to learn like more hands-on the process with it and just oh, cool. totally fell in love with it. Yeah. <laughs> That's super cool. How did, okay. So even like follow up question on that, how yeah. do you feel like someone can learn, start learning how to shoot film? Like what does that process yeah. even look like? Yeah. I mean, I think I learned from a mix of YouTube and just like trial and error, but also learned the majority I would say from my college classes so I think you can totally self-teach through YouTube and um, kind of just getting out there and shooting and trying different film stocks and whatnot but I would also totally recommend like finding a class if you could because I think even just one class could oh, okay yeah totally teach you a lot what classes did you take a class then when you first started just in school because it was part of my minor um yeah. But it was great. They were they were long classes. They were like four hour classes, um, and we got to like go in the dark room and develop our own film and prints and yeah, yeah. And I, YouTube is such a good source for yeah everything. Like that's how I even initially started learning photography in the beginning. Yeah, just regular totally photography. Same. There's yeah. so many videos out there about just how to even get used to the camera you have or do certain yeah. poses or shoots or yeah. how to focus in on one subject. So that's definitely a super cool source to learn for that. So definitely yep. for film as well. How many cameras do you have? I'm just curious in general. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I don't know. I have a lot, but, um, some of them, well, I guess film cameras. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them are kind of just like collectors found them out at like a vintage store and don't work um and I just use them as decoration so <laughs> if we're counting those upwards of 20 for sure but oh my gosh <laughs> in terms of like film cameras I use I probably have like six have you ever gone into a store and expected one to work and then it didn't and so now it's just kind of a collector's yes actually yeah okay I just like wonder how that process works because I even like have seen some film cameras in thrift stores and I'm like I don't even know if this thing works or yeah it's hard to tell um Sometimes they honestly just need to be cleaned really well, like mm. the battery compartment specifically. But <laughs> do you find that, have you been able to find a lot of working film cameras like at thrift stores or reconsignments? Yeah, I mean, most of my cameras, I honestly prioritize like finding um, like any kind of camera store or dealer that refurbishes them well, um, just so I can, okay. you know, feel like they're reliable. So I've gotten one from Brooklyn Film Camera. They do a lot of really great refurbishing. Okay, um, cool. Uh, Key Camera, K-E-H online. Um, and then, like I said, I still even use my grandmother's that I found like 10 years That's ago. so cool. I love that. I <laughs> yeah. wish I had like old cameras like that for my family, but I know. unfortunately yeah. they've sold all of them. I even, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like, I know we have like old cameras from when I was even a kid and I've like asked, like, do we have this around? They're like, no, we sold those along or we just like no. gave them to Goodwill. And I was like, that's kind of been so like so much worth like nowadays. yeah I know like, I think it's like it's just one of those things that people didn't 
probably think was going to make a comeback or like be valuable in the future. I know. I know. There's like so many things like that. And my parents just kind of gave away everything, like even like old yeah. clothes. Like yeah. I'm like, oh, I want my mom's clothes from the nineties. And she's <laughs> oh, like, no, I don't have any of that. <laughs> A quick pause as a reminder that if you are loving this episode, I would be over the moon if you could leave a five-star review and even comment what future episodes you'd like to listen to. Reviews really help people find this podcast and allows me to keep making this free content and education for you. It really only takes a few seconds, but ultimately helps me out a ton. And of course, thank you so much in advance. Okay, and then what are some, like even just from your experience, what are some like either good or bad cameras to use or just like even good and bad film that you have found or your favorites? Cause I know that's yeah. like even a question that while I've even started film, I've just gotten so many DMS about like, Oh, what film do you use? What are good mm-hmm. and bad cameras? Yeah. So just like you were suggesting on that, because I feel like I'm not even that expertise in that. I like have my opinions on what I've used so far, but yeah. I want to hear from someone who's like, you know, done that for a while now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think they're like any bad cameras, but I mean, I wouldn't recommend like disposables just because they're not reliable and you can't reuse them. Right. But I mean, if you've never ever used film, it might be fun to just buy one and test it out just to see what happens. And they have like their time in place and give off a cool look. Yeah, I still shoot on my camera. Like I said, it's actually like pretty much my primary film camera. It's an Olympus OMG and I love it. Um, but the Canon AE1 is super popular. That's what I recommended to Emily. That's um, what I have. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Um, but I think like every brand has their versions of that, like Minolta, Nikon, Pentax. Um, so anything like that. But I think I would recommend just starting out on a manual like those um, rather than a point and shoot. So you can really learn like the settings um, and how it works kind of the same as a digital camera. Yeah, no, that's really cool. Is there any like film in particular you like better or even like, I know they give off different vibes too. And I think that was something I wasn't even, I didn't even know going into it. I thought that was something you kind of had to set up yourself, but I didn't know the film itself gave off a different look or a different edit almost. Yeah. um, My favorite is the Kodak Portrait. 400 or 160 um, okay. which is super basic and like every film photographer will probably tell you that's their favorite really? okay I feel like yeah but um my favorite black and white is the Ilford HP5 also kind of basic but they're high quality basic for a reason <laughs> what um, it's like your vibe like even while shooting film yeah like, what does that look like yeah I use black and white um I kind of like them to be somewhat more similar to even like my digital work so Mm -hmm. a little more on like the muted warm tones rather than like the cooler super vibrant scale if that makes sense um so I definitely prefer like Kodak colors um overall it's like just a preference but so do you feel like Kodak colors give more of that like more moody a lot less vibrant color vibes yeah in my opinion yeah that's cool. Okay. I need yeah. to play around with more films yeah. too, because I played around with a few and like one was like super vibrant colors. I forgot yeah. what it was, but I was like, I don't want to do that one again. Cause it's just not my yeah. style, but then yeah. like other ones give off that like really filmy um, yeah. muted color look. And I really love those. Yeah. Kodak Portra is definitely my fave. That's fun. Okay. And then what even is your biggest tip or something that has changed the way you shoot now based on film has changed like your perspective on photography 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, even going off of what we were just saying, um, kind of like you had just ad- admitted to like not knowing that different film stocks will create a different look. I oh my think, gosh, yeah. Yeah, I would highly suggest just trying different ones and seeing what fits your style more because I think I was buying like the cheapest Fuji film at first, which is maybe what you were trying. Um, it's usually one you can still even find in CVS, which is great, but it, I just wasn't in love with the colors and I didn't even know like then if different ones would make that much of a difference. So I think it's a good idea to try different ones out and see what fits your style. Yeah. And then is there even like anything, just fun things that you've learned from doing film? And I know just like film to me has been such a different way of expressing myself in photography. And even right now, since I don't use it in my sessions, it's just been a fun way of incorporating photography in my life versus it Mm -hmm. being, you know, like this job sense. And now it's more just something fun I get to do or Mm -hmm. bring on vacation or trips or play around with it without having to feel the pressure of it being a job. And so I didn't even know, like for me, that's like my fun thing, but I didn't know if you have found something really fun out of film or something that you've learned. Yeah. um, I definitely felt the same way until I decided to start offering it. (laughs) in my business too, but I think it's just been fun to draw elements from the way film photos look and what I like about film into my digital work um, because film photos always have this like different look, like they just hit different. That's <laughs> um, so true. Cause they have this beautiful grain and this natural nostalgia that everyone loves, everyone loves film photos. So I try to keep that in mind when I shoot um, and even when I try to edit, so. Yeah, I've even like seen people trying to make their DSLR images look more filmy. And so it's just coming back in so many different ways. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) Even like I saw, I think it was like, they like putting filters like, or socks or just random things like on your camera lens. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. In order to make it look more filmy or even um, people are using, I did this, even tried this once, but what is it that what's that like clear gel stuff? I don't even know what it's called. I literally I don't know, but I've it. seen people even use like grease from their skin. Yeah, like <laughs> literally like gre- something greasy or like, yeah, I don't know what it's called. Yeah. It's that stuff you put on your lips. Do you know? Oh, what? Aquaphor or Vaseline? That's, I think it's Vaseline is what I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. But I think like I've done that before um, and it, it just makes it look super filmy. So it's cool yeah. to see it like coming back and like that style coming back in general. I agree. I think it just has like a super authentic feel. So I love it. <laughs> I do like that. Um, okay. And then wondering your best ways or the best ways to develop film or even Mm -hmm. the comparison in you know developing it yourself versus Mm -hmm. doing it with a company I've even seen I don't even know if you've tried this or have seen like they have like you can get the raw film and like stick it through like a machine and it'll like Mm -hmm. take pictures or print it and so I didn't know like all those different ways of developing in your opinion what have you seen to work what's your favorite what's your way of developing film? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I kind of just got back into developing film myself, honestly. Um, And it's such like a fun and rewarding process. I would recommend even if you don't want to do it long term to try it out. But um, I was just too nervous before that I would mess it up and ruin any clients photos (laughs) this past year. So I would send them out to a company I loved in New York, um, Pro Image Photo on the Upper West Side. If you're looking for somewhere, I love them. Um, They do a really great job. But um I definitely would recommend overall just finding a local store rather than Walgreens um they usually do a better job like a pro store um but if you're interested in developing yourself 
you totally could buy all the supplies. It's not too much um, to get like all the chemicals and do it at home. You just pretty much need a sink and a dark room so you don't expose your film while you're putting it in. Um, but there's also a ton of great facilities, definitely in New York. There's one here I'm joining um, and they have like communities where you can become a member and access their community space and labs and dark rooms. So I think that even might be like the best option uh, to learn how to develop your own film. Yeah. Have you ever tried taking like the strips and taking pictures of them and developing it that way or using those machines? (laughs) Okay. And I don't know the process of that or what your (laughs) experience has been. Um, I only did that once and I think it's fun. It's good for fun photos. It wasn't like Maybe I was doing it wrong, but it wasn't the super highest quality possible. So I ended up buying a scanner. It's one of like the Espen B um, pro scanners. But um, so I definitely recommend one of those if you want to do it yourself. But are the scanners and you don't need like a dark room and all that equipment to do the scanners, right? Not to scan. No, once your film is good to go, it's good to go. Okay. Um, It's more about the dark room is really more about getting your film out of the film canister and into like the developing canister and then you're pretty much set um and like the main purpose for dark rooms is more uh like light light sensitivity for paper and printing um but yeah that's cool that's cool do you like the scanner I do I love the scanner yeah okay because I've been thinking about like that in developing film too because I've been taking mine to a company it's right around the corner from me and they're great um and they give your photos like they of which is crazy I didn't know if yours did that too um they did yeah it can get pricey though right yeah it it definitely can so I've even tried to find like cheaper spots um but I've also been thinking about getting a scanner to kind of do that on my own too so I didn't know you know when it was interested to hear your process on that as well (laughs) but okay what okay you have put it in your sessions now and in your weddings, what stage did you feel comfortable doing that? And like, when did you feel ready to do that? And what does that look mm-hmm. like being able to start adding that into your sessions? Yeah. Um, I mean, even like you were just saying, I only used to shoot film for fun and I was doing that purposely, uh, purposely. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wanted to be able to keep like some part of photography as my hobby and not just my job, but Um, I was posting a lot of my personal work and like fun photos and art on my Instagram just for fun. And a lot of my clients were replying like, these are beautiful or just Mm. showing interest. Like, would you ever do these for our session or our wedding day? And I feel like the first few people that asked, I was like, oh, no, (laughs) but more people kept asking or showing interest. And um, the more I thought about it, the more I felt excited about it and liked the idea and felt like it would add a lot of value to my clients and my business. And most importantly, honestly, my creativity. So, um, I spent all of last year kind of taking my film camera along to a few sessions. Um, most of the people that were interested or commented on it and I would just do it as a favor. Um, and yeah, now I feel like I know what I'm doing <laughs> with trying to balance like digital and film. Um, so yeah, I decided to offer it as an add-on for 2022 and I'm super excited about it. And I think my clients are very excited about it too so far. That's so cool. Have you done that in a session yet? Yeah, yeah. Um, last year, pretty much, okay. mostly. 
but cool. I have a few coming up or I just did one like two weeks ago. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's been really great. Were you nervous your first session doing it in? And was it like primarily they wanted film or did they want both? Yeah, I thought about offering like solid film only sessions, but I think for right now, I'm going to offer more of like a hybrid um, just because it's what I'm more comfortable with. And I think it's nice to have the option of both, um, especially if you want to use the photos for like to blow up because like film's a little bit harder to blow up, um, like in terms of prints on your walls and stuff. But um, yeah. Has there ever been like, I don't know, even just for adding into session, like things I think about is like, if it fails or like, you know, like film is so delicate. And mm-hmm. so has there been like new things you've had to add into your contracts and with that? And yeah, has there been new ways of like going about even developing that film in order to just like mm-hmm. make it more secure in that? Yeah. Um, it's kind of hard at first because suddenly I have like three to four cameras on me <laughs> instead of one yeah. to two. Um, so it's a little more to keep track of, but oh, yeah. I just take two film cameras with me and alternate between the two. Gotcha. Um, just because I've, I've honestly never had a role fail, but I would feel horrible if one did. And yeah, I think I just prioritize like letting my clients know ahead of time what film is like and what your expectations should be. And even shooting, like letting them know it's a little bit of a slower process. It takes a little more time. Um, just so I know, like to work with you. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, if you can get your hands on a second film camera, I think that's probably the best option. Yeah. You could even do like one color, one black and white and alternate between the two. I love that because even like, I feel like having a second film camera is almost like having a second SD card in your camera. Because exactly. like for me, I'm yeah. like, I, it's so weird to think about backing up a film because it's yeah. film, you know, there's no yeah. backing up of film. But like yeah. if your DSLR camera, S card fails like you can have that second one in there and so I yeah I was just kind of even curious that's cool to hear that you kind of bring two along because that's like your process of like backing up essentially exactly Um, yeah which is something I didn't even think about but okay and then also how have you been able to like intertwine that like during a session how have you like intertwined doing film versus like doing DSLR and what, what does that look like during that actual session Yeah, um, I would say I normally prioritize my digital camera still. Um, And I usually during a session only have my one digital camera on me and then I'll have like the two film cameras on me. Um, But yeah, I usually prioritize the digital. And then if I have them in a shot that like I really love, I'll encourage them just to stay or keep doing what they're doing um, so I can snag a few film shots. And then I'll usually try to either alternate there between the two film cameras or just do one there. And then another shot I love later, do the other film camera. That's cool. Okay. And then last kind of like overall question, um, (laughs) has film changed like your perspective of photography and just like Mm -hmm. the way you view photography as a whole? Totally. Yeah. Um, I think even you degree just so far, it totally makes you slow down and it gives you more patience, more intention. Um, you have like a limited number of shots, right? So it's more intentional and it gives us incredible, like incredible sense of mystery since you can't see what you took and you can't um, kind of retake it. So I love like the anticipation that builds up and the excitement to see what you got back or what came out and what looked good. Yeah, I, I thought that 
what's something really cool about film, even as I've started to do it, is just that like new excitement for yeah. it because yeah. you don't have those pictures back right away. There's not like that immediate view of it, that immediate just like return. And so you do have yeah. to be a little bit more patient, but that it almost kind of like brings back that like childlike excitement. Yeah. Because like as yeah. a kid, you like can't have everything like right off the back because you're not an adult. So you don't see everything coming towards you. So like that element of surprise and yeah. excitement, yeah. I feel like has kind of given given back like with mm-hmm. film because you genuinely don't know what they're going to look like. And then you get them and you're like, so excited. Like, yeah. especially when I turn them into a company and they're like, your film's ready. I'm like, Oh my gosh, like what are these going to look like? <laughs> Drop everything. Yeah. What you're doing, yeah. <laughs> and so it, I feel like it just brings that childlike excitement yeah. back into photography and back into just life in general, which I thought yeah. was really cool. So I love that. I love that you said that. Cause I feel the same exact way. Like childlike excitement. Mm-hmm. yeah and it's just funny because you don't have a lot of those things in life anymore mm-hmm. because yeah. everything's just kind of given to you you're like always entertained you know yeah. even just whenever you took a trip as a kid you were just so excited but like I feel like now like trips are exciting but you know you plan them you know you're figuring them mm-hmm. out on your own so you kind of have that expectation there's no like element of surprise yeah. but yeah. this has just been like a cool way even in my business to incorporate that element of surprise and just excitement yeah. and newness so I love how you said that it definitely helps you kind of slow down and realize more to photography and even like the background of photography I've even started to learn because you know we have like these high powering cameras now but it's just even helped me learn like the history and like how photography actually is developed and what that looks like so I think that's cool too yeah well thank you so much for talking all about this I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to add um, thank you for having me. I don't think so. Okay. Um, I think I would just say if you're interested in film, try it out. Everyone was new at it at some point. Yeah. Um, I think it will, you'll find it to be a very rewarding process and mm-hmm. it's hard to not fall in love with it. So, yeah. And it's not like the most expensive way to do photography. Like yeah. you can find really like cheaper cameras or even like, yeah. you know, you can find like we were talking about, um, disposable cameras Mm -hmm. like those are really cheap and so like even just playing around with it there's not as much harm to try to start playing around with it because you can't find like cheaper equipment yeah Uh, that's still good and still fun but yeah thank you so much this is so encouraging I'm so excited to (laughs) release this episode soon but thanks for having me it was fun to talk about that is it for today's episode if you are wanting to check out Jenna's work it'll all be linked in the show notes below alongside my information as well But besides that, I hope you have the best rest of your week and day, and I'll be seeing you in the next episode. Bye.